Hello and welcome to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I'm Mitch Horton and you're listening to the Victory Church Daily Podcasts, a short message designed to help people become all that God created them to be and live their life to the fullest. We cover a variety of topics all centered around practical Christian living. We keep this podcast completely free so that it's accessible to everyone. All that we ask is that if you enjoy it, please share it and leave us a review. This helps us get our message out. Thanks for listening. Now let's go get to it. Hello and welcome to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. This is Pastor Mitch Horton, and I'm so glad to be able to share with you again today. I have absolutely enjoyed just sharing the word with uh, whoever will listen to these podcasts, hopefully those in our church and others, uh, Monday through Friday. So uh, let me encourage you again to subscribe to the podcast, share them with your friends, and I would really love to hear any comments, uh, whether it's questions or suggestions, email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, for the past number of weeks now, I've been talking on the subject of, of uh, divine healing, and there is healing in our redemption in Christ Jesus. And y'all, if it's ever been important to keep your faith built up on the subject of healing, it's particularly important today. I've noticed that there's not a lot of people in the body of Christ that I hear doing a lot of teaching on divine healing. Friend, healing is part of our redemption in Christ. When Jesus took my sins on the cross, he also took my sicknesses and the same faith that can save me from sin can also heal me from sickness and disease. So we've been talking about that in great detail. Uh, if you haven't heard the past podcasts uh, on healing, uh, please go back. Uh, you can find them very simply and easily and go back and listen to them. They will help you and it'll build your faith. I have always, always, always spent time building my faith up on the subject of divine healing and on faith in general and faith in answered prayer just about every day of my life because there'll never be a time in life that you don't need faith for healing, either, either for yourself or someone else. So keep your faith built up. Again, faith comes by hearing the Word. And that's the reason I'm sharing about healing on these podcasts. Um, I have been uh, talking about the last couple of podcasts, healing hindrances. So we've talked about healing being God's will and looked at all of that and just went through every gamut of that. Now I'm talking about healing hindrances, that is roadblocks that can keep us from, uh, from being healed. Uh, there are four major categories under healing hindrances that I would like to address. Negative emotions, we've talked about them uh, last week. Misuse of the body uh, is what we're in the middle of talking about. Come back to that today. Unforgiveness is the third uh, category of healing hindrances. And then lastly, fourthly, disobedience. Today I want to come back to uh, the second uh, category under uh, healing hindrances, and that is misuse of the body. And under misuse of the body, we have talked about uh, the importance of diet, the importance of rest. Today, I want to talk about overwork. Philippians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul um, was speaking of one of his uh, fellow workers in the gospel who just really overworked. Listen to this, Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30, New Living Translation. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you, 
excuse me, he is a true brother, co-worker and fellow soldier. And he was with, uh, he was your messengers to help me in my need. I'm sending him, verse 26, back because he has been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. Verse 27, he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died, but God had mercy on him and also on me so that I uh, would not have one sorrow after another, after another. Verse 28, so I'm all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Verse 29, welcome him with Christian love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like him deserve. Verse 30, here's the bottom line, for he risked his life for the work of Christ and was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. So here's a fellow worker with the Apostle Paul, Epaphroditus, and here's what Paul basically said. He he almost died, and he he died because he was overworked. He was taking up the slack. That other um, uh, of doing things that other believers could have done but didn't do for the Apostle Paul. And he actually overworked and he almost died of overwork. So, boy, that's another roadblock for healing is knowing the limits and, and really overworking. We can work so much that we do ourselves harm physically. So we all need to learn uh, when we need to kick back and take it easy, we need to know our limits. Back years ago, one of my mentors in the Lord was Kenneth Hagan. He went to be with Jesus in 2003, but and I was a student in his Bible school for some 40 years ago. But I, you know, he would talk to us students, and you may have heard some of his messages now, his recorded messages. But he would talk about the fact that God healed him of a, of a, a, a incurable blood disease and a heart ailment when he was 16 years of age. And that God would speak to him about the fact that when he got tired, he need to, needed to back up and, and learn to rest. And uh, he mentioned, uh, I remember him so vividly mentioning a number of times, being in ministry, ministering to people, laying hands on people. And he could tell when he got overly, overly tired and he knew when he needed to stop. And he said one time he overdid it and he got way too tired and began to have heart symptoms rise back up. And he promised God that uh, he would never push himself beyond his physical limits. And then when he got to a certain place of tiredness, he would stop and and back up. And, you know, I heard that when I was a young man in my 20s, and it made a real impression on me. I think it made an impression on me because I personally tend to be a real high-energy person. And if you're listening to me and you're one of those high-energy, get-it-done kind of people, listen, you need to hear what I've got to say today. Um, I've always been high energy, and I have always worked really, really hard. I've had a, a, you know, I think my dad instilled in me a great work ethic. I had to work before I could go out and have some leisure playtime as a kid. My brother and I took care of a of a huge half an acre garden, mostly by a lot a lot of it by ourselves in the in the uh, summertime. And there's a lot of things he had us do as far as working is concerned when I was young. So it put in me a real work ethic. So that carried on in my, my teenage years. And I've always just worked really hard and excelled in any job I had. And that's a good thing. That also can be a bad thing. And, you know, because I'm generally high strung anyway, 
and have a lot of energy. Uh, I love to work. So, but listen to this. Sometimes people overwork because of an unmet internal need for personal value. You know, that was me. And I didn't, I didn't realize that that was me. You know, sometimes high achievers like me, um, we, we, you know, work hard and, and seek to meet goals and deadlines and do a lot of things every day. Um, and sometimes we do so to, to meet a gnawing need. Not always, not every high achievers like me, but I want to share this story because there may be those that are listening and, and you're a high energy, get it done kind of person. You know, here's the question. Uh, is there an unmet need that keeps you from being able to relax and take a break? Well, I'm one of those that, again, had a had an unmet need. Many people only feel good about themselves when they're accomplishing something. And and if they're not constantly busy working, doing something, then they feel ill at ease. Just, you know, when they're doing nothing, they feel like they can't sit down and take a break. You know, let me tell you what I think that is. It's like being a workaholic. You know, an alcoholic, they, they look for alcohol to give them that sense of full of peace or whatever. A workaholic the more work they do, the better they feel about themselves. And y'all, that was me 35 years ago. I was in my 20s. It was in the mid-80s. I could not take a break and feel good about it. I was addicted. Listen to this. I was addicted to the self-assured feeling I got from work. I didn't know that. And, you know, most of us see life through colored glasses, the glasses of our own experience. Y'all, I can remember cleaning the bathroom as a little boy, four years old. Listen, no kidding, five years old, you know, scrubbing the chrome, making it shine, seeing my face in the chrome, you know, in the chrome faucets in the bathroom and, and you know, seeing the porcelain gleam in the bathtub and the toilet and the sink and the mirror. I'd keep it all pristine clean. And, and boy, I just, you know, my mama said, that's a good, you're a good boy, son. See, I got my good feeling way back then out of accomplishment. That followed me through my life to the point, listen to this, to the here I am. I was in ministry. I was in, uh, working for a church in, in Oklahoma, Tulsa. And I uh, uh, was on the pastoral staff team, had a really, really high-pressure job. And I'd take a two-week vacation in the summer. So here I am. I think the year I'm talking about now was 1987. Susan and I have four children. At the time, we only had two. I think Jonathan was born in 84. Sarah was born in 86. So they were both young. John was a toddler, and, and Sarah was a baby. Anyway, 1987 summer, like we normally do, took a two-week vacation, went from Tulsa back to, to Carolinas. And then I spent a few days on the beach. And I remember uh, like two, two days or so into the, into the vacation, here I was. i never forget the day. It was a poignant moment for me, and it was a, a moment that fostered change that I saw that I needed. And I was just in my 20s, y'all. So here I'm on, on the beach. I got a book in my hand. I'm reading. Susan's beside me. The kids are playing. She has the baby in her hands. So her mo- I don't remember. Her mother may or may not have been with us at the time. Anyway, uh, so, man, the, I want you to get the picture. The sky is blue. The seagulls are flying. You hear the waves of the ocean in the distance as they crash and the foamy, the foamy froth that comes after they crash. Just a beautiful scene. And you feel the wind blowing. The sun is shining. And, you know, we're under an umbrella just enjoying that. I should be enjoying that. 
And what am I doing with that scene? You know what I'm doing? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my office in Tulsa, my desk, and the work that I could be doing. And at that moment, it, I had a, a self-realization, Mitch, something is wrong with you. You would rather work than rest at the beach. You deserve a rest, but you'd rather be working. I saw that there were problems. And and I didn't know how to overcome this tendency towards workaholic workaholism, I call it, that is getting your good feeling about yourself after, uh, 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 by accomplishment. So I say, God, you got to help me. I can't solve this on my own. Y'all, if I had not dealt with this in my 20s, I'm not sure that I would be here today because I wouldn't have rested the way I needed to over the years of time. So here it is all these years later, I can take a break, I can rest, I can enjoy it. But here's how, here's how it happened. Uh, after that, I went back to Tulsa, went back to my job. Several years later, Susan and I left Tulsa. We started a small church in South Carolina, got it up and run it, turned it over to another guy that was from that community and from that uh, area of South Carolina. And then I went into a traveling ministry and went from church to church and basically you know, ministered on the weekends and Wednesday nights when I was able to. And uh, and I came face to face again with this workaholic thing. See, I'm not feeling good about me at the time unless I'm busy doing something. And, you know, when I started the traveling ministry, boy, it was all about, you know, you know, letting people know I'm available and making cold, cold calls and contacts with churches all over the place. And and anyway, it took a while for that to get going. And I just wasn't as busy as I wanted to be. So here I am. I've got a lot of time on my hands uh, at my house, man, I've, I've, I've repaired everything that can be repaired. You wouldn't believe all the things I did. And one day I came to the end of my rope. I was not busy. And because I wasn't be busy, listen, I was feeling bad. Because the only way I feel good about me, my self-esteem come by accomplishment. Well, I didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything. I wrote in my journal, which I keep, uh, I'm a failure. I'm a failure as a man. I'm a failure as a father. I'm a failure as a husband. I'm a failure as a provider. I'm a failure as a minister. I'm, I'm a failure. And that's, I know those are all negative things to say about yourself, but God was trying to get me to the end of my rope so that I could see that I was trying to meet my own needs by being busy, busy, busy and doing things and accomplishing things. And, and, I, and, and he wanted me to see that I got my esteem for, of life and who I am out of accomplishing things, not out of who I was in Christ Jesus. So, oh boy, it was a hard, grueling thing for me to go to go through. Here I was, just like I was on the beach several years earlier. Here I am, you know, feeling bad because I'm not busy. Here I am. I'm not busy. I'm not as busy as I want to be at all. And, and I'm coming, I'm coming to face to face with that emptiness inside because I'm I'm not filling myself with action and activity and accomplishment. And you know what? God showed me that I was a workaholic, that I valued work more than anything, even almost more than him. And he brought me through a process of where now, listen, I get my personal esteem from him. In fact, I started a business during that time. It's kind of a long story. I'm not going to take time to tell right now. But just to tell you, one day I come to the, again to the end of my rope. And one day uh, I, I gained the realization that, you know, regardless of whether I'm in ministry or running that business or whatever I'm doing, 
I'm just glad that I know Jesus. I'm so glad that I'm saved from my sin. I'm so glad that I'm in fellowship with him. And I told the Lord, Lord, if I never minister the way I used to, if just to know you means more than anything in the world. Something broke in me, and that workaholic thing that was in me really broke during that time of my life. I was in my early 30s. And, you know, I'm so, so thankful that God brought me to the end of my rope, the end of myself, so that now I can take a break and I can feel good about it. You know, again, if I if God hadn't have taken me through that process as, as at the time hurtful and grueling as I thought it was, I'm not sure I would be here today because, you know, listen, y'all, rest is really, really important. I talked about it last time, but overwork can really do you such physical harm. You know, we deplete, we deplete our minds, we deplete our emotions, we deplete our even our physical bodies through through just doing so much activity that we never take time to replenish and, and to uh, and to um, regain our strength and overwork can do that. So if you're a person like me and and uh, you know you, you tend to overwork, you got to figure out wh- why do you do that. You know, if you if you're working to meet an unmet need, wrong reason to work. If you're working because God's given you a gift and talent and you love, love, love to do that and you enjoy that, well, that's a great thing. But my friend, the greatest thing you can learn to do sometimes is not overwork. I'm so grateful today that I can rest. I can take breaks and not feel guilty when I rest and not feel guilty when I take breaks. That is, you know, that's worth a lot to me. And I think that the Lord, because he dealt with me in my earlier years of life, I think he's added to my life because of that, and it's it's it's, uh, it's enabled me to walk in in the health that Jesus provided. And maybe you're challenged, you know, if you you're having problems with your health and you're constantly attacked with this, that, or the other, you might want to check up. Are you taking timely rests? As I mentioned last time, are you overworking? If you're overworking, is it out of a sense of obligation because you don't feel good if you don't? Those are the kind of things that. You know, God has to help us with, and I have a lot to say about this, obviously, but I want to encourage you men. Men often have midlife crisis because they get their value of themselves out of what they do, out of accomplishment rather rather than out of relationship with the Lord and, and, and who they are in Him. So, you know, if you got those kind of things, ask God to help you, and He will. And, you know, He helped me. I'm, I'm so, so grateful. I can't tell you. How good it feels now to t- be able to take a break and not feel guilty. It's an awesome thing. Lord, I just pray for every person listening that, Lord, you would deal with them again about taking timely rests and then also about taking breaks and not overworking. Help us to know when it, where our limits are. Help us to know when we, when we do too much and we really, really, really need to, need, to, need to back up. Help us to see it. And, Lord, I thank you for the health that Jesus has potentially given every one of us as your, as your people, as your family. And I ask that you would work your health in, in us by helping us to be practical with ourselves, with rest and learning not to overwork. Commit that to you, sir. Thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you. I've had a great time with you today. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I hope that you were able to get something out of the message today. Be sure to tune in daily Monday through Friday for more messages like this one. You'll also find our church sermons posted here from Sundays and Wednesdays. Let me also encourage you to get involved in a local church. 
The Bible consistently stresses the importance of getting plugged in with a group of like-minded believers. If you're local to Raleigh, you can check out our church services here at Victory Church on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Lastly, you want to reach out with some questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. Before you leave, please make sure that you subscribe and go leave us a review. Each review goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be.